Today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online is brought to you by Wix. Right now, get started in the best website you've ever had. Go to Wix.com slash podcast. Get 10% off Wix.com slash podcast. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, whose boots are those on the doorstep and where is the body that goes in them? Family discovers they're not the only residents of their new home. And a teen turns to a Ouija board for answers. But what did the teen get in return? Those stories and more today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802. Or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown. And quite possibly, the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Oh, that indeed it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number. Write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. Support the program if you like it. Become an EPP, extra podcast person, if you don't mind. It's only $5 a month, so for about the price of a cup of coffee, you get all the bonus episodes of the show, 240-some of those, uh, brand new ones every single week, and you get access to our episodes weeks before they go to the public, and they're all commercial-free there. So you don't like ads, you want more material, you want some of our best stuff, EPP is for you, ghostpodcast.com. You can even do it through Patreon, the link there at ghostpodcast.com. Tony and Carol Hughes joining you once again. And how are you this fine day? Good. I just got back from Las Vegas. Ah, out there going nuts and uh, putting tigers in your room and getting plowed out of your mind. <laughs> you know me. You know me so well. Of course. That's like every time you go to Vegas. Right? <laughs> I had so many tigers in my room this time. If, so animal, if animal control doesn't get called at least three times on you when you go to Vegas, it wasn't a good trip. No, I actually spent um, forty. I lost forty dollars. Wow! Yeah, that was it. That's all I spent. Crazy day. What did you play? Um, video poker. Okay. That I can't do the slot machines, and I'm way too intimidated to do table games because I don't know what I'm doing, and I know I'm going to piss somebody off who's sitting yeah. there going, "She doesn't know what she's doing." Get her out of here. She's messing with my game. I can do blackjack, and that's about it. I I, I know how to play poker, but I'm not skilled enough to do it at a table. And that's that's. See, I, and yeah. I know how to do it. I just get intimidated. Yeah. And I get all nervous-like. So I just don't. Just I go, don't. Go up there with a big cigar in your mouth and just be swearing every other word, and you'll be you'll do great. That's all you got to do. Oh. I'll remember that for next Wearing time, Wearing leopard skin, and then... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need that like really tight. Yeah. And some really high heels. <laughs> Put my hair up. Maybe a wig. It all goes good. It all goes good. Yeah. And maybe well, a fake spray tan too. <laughs> you'd fit right in. You'd, you'd be just one of the yes. gangs. Well, I like that idea. And yeah. tigers in my room. I, I think that, that completes the trip completely. <laughs> a lot of haunted stuff in Vegas. That, that's be an interesting place just to focus on for one episode of, of all the the stuff. There's the um, the MGM, uh, not the not the current MGM, but the the one that used to be the MGM, which is uh, when they had the fire at. I below what is it now? Uh, I'm going to Google it real quick. Do you remember what I'm talking about? The fire that occurred at the when it was the MGM. I believe it was in the 80s. Um, 
Ooh, it was, I don't remember what that was. It was big and it was bad. In 1980, the MGM Grand Fire occurred November 21st, 1980. Uh, 85 people were killed in that. Uh, and I don't now, remember that many people dying. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and it's the, the building itself, I mean, they ended up building that newer building, you know, down the strip, which is now the MGM. And everybody, uh, it, it's also in a similar, you know, it's kind of like the, the three-tier shape. Um, so when people see pictures of the MGM from way back when, and today they still think it's the same darn building because it's a very similar shape. This one was a little bit shorter. Um, but somebody else was in that building, and I think it's still standing. It was the last time I was there, but it's been about 10 years since I was... Uh, well, and I wonder about, like, the Golden Nugget or the Four Queens, which yeah. I think sounds like a big um, drag queen sort of casino. <laughs> but... I always wonder about them because they've been around for so long. Yeah, and those are and those are dying. And unfortunately, you still have some of those left in the old Vegas area, but some of those those new ones that were on yeah. the on the new strip, like in a Riviera, just got torn down. Um, oh gosh, the but with Fremont Street being built up around yeah. that, those will probably stay for a while. That's what saved those was Fremont Street, which is neat because you see everything else that kind of came up afterwards that were new at one time. And they're all gone. I, I I like Vegas. I mean, it's a place I go again for like two or three days. But I'm always I, I love kind of the, the history. And I'm always interested to see what's gone and what's there still, because it just changes over so fast. And some of those neat old buildings, um, that's another neat thing. If you like looking at abandoned videos, and we talk about that a lot here on the show, there's a lot of neat videos where people have gone into some of these resorts right after they've closed or they've been sitting there for a little bit before they get demolished. Those are always interesting and just creepy as hell seeing, you know, like the casino floor that's abandoned and it's just creepy weird stuff and what was cool was well i went for my nephew's wedding as you know mm -hmm. as you know but um the wedding was in the mob museum which is the old courthouse mm -hmm. that was built a long time ago because it really was it's not that huge of a building yeah but um you know i wonder about that building there were so many people there of course i sure didn't pick up on anything but it was a great space for a for a wedding i bet it was that would be a, a perfect location and all the the, just the creepy loveliness of it all, you know, the, the grandiosity of it. That, that's really neat. And I'm assuming it all went good. A good wedding. It was it was amazing. Good. It was amazing. It was the best. I saw um, Bally's is is what it is now with the old MGM. Oh, and, that's interesting. And we have had stories here on the show from this building of people, it's been probably, uh, we are literally on about 1,500 episodes now of this show. Um, so we're probably talking roughly about 900 episodes back or further. I couldn't tell you what episode, but there has been stories of people hearing, you know, basically the sounds of horror, of screaming and this and that. I and, thought you said they heard the sound of horrors. Well, horror, was like, well that's oh, the thing. Well, it is Las Vegas. Horrors in horror is is what they're, I'm not, I don't, it's a horrible joke. That's a sick joke. Uh, not, not that I'd ever stray away from making a sick joke, but that's uh, pretty bad. Um, but it's, it's, um, there's, uh, the structure itself concrete so a lot of it was able to be reused um as as this new building um and so it's it's still structurally the same place that burned um 
So that's yeah. That's I, fascinating I, to me. I didn't realize it was still there. Yeah, it, it's just it, it's Bally's. They put a new big, uh, big old Bally's marquee in the front of it, so it really kind of changes the look atmospherically of it. If you took that big old marquee thing down, you go, oh, oh, that that's the old MGM. But the way that they kind of restructured it a bit and put some stripes and everything to make it not feel like it did, <laughs> which I, that makes sense. But I said, you know, it's something like that. I don't know today, you know, if if something like that happened today, if they would still have the building standing, because it seems in most cases when a horrible tragedy occurs at a lot of places, it's like, OK, time to tear the building down, even if it was fairly new. It's it just the, those memories and things. It's like, well, we kind of got to get rid of this now. Especially that number of people. Yeah. I mean, at that volume, I mean, it, it sounds it's, it's talking about human lives, but, you know, it. it that's how they look at that crap where it's like, well, the number of people, the volume of death, you know, it's, you know, it's like if it was three people, probably not. But that many. Yeah, it's, you know, it's sick and weird, but it's the world we live in. So anyway, there you go. If you want to go experience some uh, ghosts of a somewhat recent tragedy, that's your casino. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's interesting. I want to thank uh, our supporter today before we get back to some of our stories. Wix. Go to Wix.com slash podcast. That's W-I-X.com slash podcast. Get yourself 10% off right there. Um, if, if you are in need of a website, if you have a website and you're going, eh, probably time to update this thing, Wix is the way to go. I cannot stress that enough. Over 140 million people use Wix for their website. There's a reason. There wouldn't be 140 million people using it if it was like a questionable thing. It, this is just as solid as it comes when it comes to the world of website making and the offers that they they give you, uh, the tools, the the templates. It's it's like how the how. <laughs> Seriously, every time I go in and I work on it with a website, I'm like, oh my God, they have this now that I can use. It's like there, there used to be, you had to, if you, you have like your web, you know, the, your, your provider of, of where it's being hosted, then you'd have to have the design software. And then if you want anything beyond the basic stuff, it used to be, well, then you're going to go buy this service or get that service or get stock stuff over here and some stuff over here. And it was just a mess. And by the time you're done, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I spent that much. Wix, oh my God, it's all there for you. Literally, uh, you have just more than 500 templates you can choose from from scratch and, and customize those in every which way you want. And then you can add anything, your own text, images, videos. But if you if you need some stock stuff, uh, they got it for you. Video backgrounds, galleries, menus, forms, lists, buttons, social bars, clip art, strips, all the stuff that you used to have to go and buy outside. It's all there. Plus SEO tools for making sure your site gets found. That's all part of it. It's all built into this big thing called Wix. Uh, it's great. You get found online in search engines like Google, Bing. Uh, you, I, I can't say enough good about these guys. If you need a website, this is a place to go. Wix.com slash podcast. Get yourself 10% off. Wix.com slash podcast. Check it out for yourself. You're going to love it. Wix.com slash podcast. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number. I don't think I've ever set foot in there. I've walked up through their little walkway, but that was about it. Uh, let's go to our first story here of the day. It says, uh, hey, guys, just started listening to the podcast religiously. I have a few stories of my own and thought I'd share this one with you guys. This happened a few years back. It's probably 14 or 15 with my best friend at the time, Joshua. We were in my apartment, in my room specifically, when something weird happened. There's a hallway that leads to my room and a spare bathroom. And the entrance to the hallway is a door you'd have to pull open if you really wanted to get in. 
I remember we were hanging out. It was just an ordinary day like any other. Josh and I suddenly heard what sounded like squeaking shoes creeping around the hallway. We looked at each other with a stunned look on our faces because we knew we were alone. We saw what seemed to be a shadow of two large boots come to my door and stand there. Not a word came out of our mouths and my heart felt like it stopped beating. We stood there for a few seconds and then turned and walked to the left. The only thing to the left was a small cabinet. After that happened, I immediately called my mother because she has had many experiences in her life and she was not shocked to hear what had just happened. To this day, we have no idea what that was that stepped up to my door. Thanks, guys. I'll try to write it again soon about some other stories. Keep up the good work. What would your assumption be when you have something like that occur? Well, you know, you have to 100% rule out it wasn't an actual person, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, it's certain. I mean, I think it could have been. It's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. But it certainly could have been some kind of ghost. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's just hard to tell. I would say, can you identify the type of boot by the sound that it makes on the floor? Yeah, was it cowboy boots? Hiking boots? And then you have... But, yeah, that's just hard to tell. But but there's also that weird feeling you get when something like that happens. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very unsettling, and it's not right. Sure. I mean, anytime you would hear somebody walking when nobody's there, it ain't right. But, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I I was really trying to come up with a really funny um, outro to this, and uh, I'm I'm failing at it. And I'm wondering if the title of the song is not what I think it is. I was going to totally jam into, Whose bed have these boots been... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and what is that? What is that song called? Is it whose bed? Um, this song is called "Whose Bed Have Whose Bed Have These bed Boots Have Your Boots Been yeah. Under?" It's Shania Twain. I know it's Shania Twain, but I'm it's, I'm not coming up with that that song uh, when I'm. I wonder if, Sh- if Shania Twain is not in uh, Amazon Music. Whose bed have your boots that, yeah, been Yeah, it's such a nice cold intro. I was going to just jam into it really quick and like make you laugh, but damn it, it's not... Uh, I'm not getting it. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe she's not there. Oh, and there, there she is. Okay. It's really one of the worst songs ever. I know it is, but it's not... Co- damn it. Well, anyway, so much for that joke. I actually, um, I said Shana Twan because I remember... Here's a fun, quick radio story. Uh, my first station I worked at, we had a uh, a night show host. We didn't run Delilah. We've talked about Delilah on the show, obviously. Uh, but um, we, ran, we had a local guy who did like his own little love song show, but he mispronounced the names of like every artist that we had. And this was adult contemporary radio, so it wasn't that complex. I can't imagine what the hell he'd be doing today um but he would always call her shana twan <laughs> no matter what it almost sounds nasty and it's like mike it's shania it's twain <laughs> it's just like at her like peak of you know popularity shana- the weird thing is t-w-a-i-n yeah like how else like twan where do you get that i don't know I don't know. He was, was uh, just like Twain. I don't know. He was just, he was an interesting individual to say the least. Um, because I was, uh, and I'll just say this: nothing happened. Uh, but I was about fifteen or sixteen at the time, uh, no, fourteen or fifteen at the time, and I was just starting in radio. And he always wanted to take me out to McDonald's, and 
because I'd be hanging out at the station just doing whatever job I could get. And and he was he was fine. I mean, we went to McDonald's a few times. Nothing weird ever happened. Um, and and I, I said, because I, I was working with all adults. So that's it really wasn't anything strange to me. Um, and then he'd go drop me off at home. But about four or five months after uh, we let him go from the station because we picked up Delilah, a news headline comes across. This guy's name arrested on child porn charges. No. And it's like, holy shit. And yeah, that it's scary. I mean, it was like, it was weird. Uh, and and I, I don't know what all the details were. Uh, but I just remember sitting in the studio and my friend was at the uh, AP computer, which is Associated Press, back in the day where it was the blue screen and you had to, you know, just press a button and your headlines came up. And this thing, it, it came out, headline, and I just remember hearing, holy shit! I'm like, what? And I'm thinking there's something horrible going on in the world. And we look at the headline like, oh my God, that was him. <laughs> so that's a creepy thought. Like, if you're somebody really perverted and creepy like yeah. that, like, could you come back as a super perverted, creepy ghost? I think so. I think we have stories of that. I think we get ghost stories all the time with uh, women feeling like they've been groped or being watched in the shower or, I mean, even men. Too. I mean, depending on, I guess, yeah. what, what the interest is of the pervert. Um, but I always think of that like, oh, it's some kind of demonic thing. Yeah. No, it's just a creepy ass person who died. Yeah. yeah. There's that. I mean, they, it, they're they're here in the living. I mean, if they're going to be a ghost, they're probably there in the dead doing their same favorite pastimes. Um, you know, except we can't put them in jail when they're on uh, on that side. So, yeah, it made me feel really weird and uncomfortable because <laughs> I just thought, like, damn, like he always like wanted to like taking me out to McDonald's and and then my mind goes to like, am I repressing memories or something? Oh <laughs> and God, I, I, I'm not, I, I, you know, at least I'm pretty sure I'm not, you know, and it was just, you know, he never said anything to me weird. Um, you know, it was, you know, it was just, I don't know. He was involved in uh, big brothers and big sisters. And that's how they busted him because somebody said, uh, this guy that's is horrible. Yeah. No, I know. So, Good times, adventures, and radio when you're 14 years old. So, yeah, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Damn, that's like 20-some years ago now for me. Um, let's see here. I was five years old in July in 1973 when my family was moving into our new home. It was a brand new home that sat on a few acres in an older neighborhood. The home was a split-level home with a kitchen, dining, and living room on the main level with approximately eight steps up to the hallway and bedrooms. It was a late evening with just me, my mother, and baby sister home at the time. My mother was busy unpacking things and putting them in the master closet. I was sitting on the floor playing in the same bedroom beside her but facing the hallway. We were expecting my father home soon, so we're not surprised to hear the door to the kitchen open and then close. We could hear footsteps in the main level, so my mother told me to let my father know we were upstairs. I stood up from playing with my toy cars and was about to leave the bedroom when I saw a shadow from the setting sun on the opposite wall coming up the stairs towards us. I told my mother, Daddy was coming upstairs. I sat down and started playing again. My mother, now annoyed, said to me, I thought you said he's coming upstairs. I stood to find my father, and he was instead standing face to face with a lady standing in the bedroom door watching me. I knew she was not right, not supposed to be there. I was terrified, and I believe somehow she sensed this 
and tried to call me by reaching to me and smiling softly. I started screaming and attacked my mother in sheer terror. My mother quickly looked and says now that she just saw something move past the doorway. My father at that time did indeed arrive home, and he and my mother searched the house for the intruder. Of course, they found no one. I'm now 50 and have always called her a lady, but she was a girl, maybe 15 years old. She had long brown hair, blue eyes, and a very light blue dress. She looked solid, not opaque. Maybe she was checking out our new neighbors. We lived there for seven more years and had other creepy things happen, but nothing such as this. I still get shivers thinking about it. I enjoy your show and have many more true stories to share. Did I miss it in there? Did the father see the ghost when he's looking face to face with it? That's where I got a little bit confused in yeah. that story because I thought that she said the father and was looking at it. And then I thought she yeah. said the father came up after okay. they had. Um, but the way I, I think what she meant was that they, that they'd heard something and the woman was there. Then the father came in, so okay. he hadn't been there. Okay, I yeah, I, I was. That's what, I, that's what I'm assuming because that that would make it creepier. Yeah, sometimes you're expecting your dad because that's it. That's the crazy thing because you're just doing what you're doing. Then you hear footsteps. It's like, oh, dad's home. Yeah, and and it should be like everything's home. normal. There's and... a 15 year old woman in your house. Yeah, and that's that gets weird. When you have strange 15-year-old women randomly in your house that shouldn't be there. And who never come back. Unless, of course... And who obviously didn't say anything either. You're R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that. That's bad. Bad, bad. And that's your R. That's Kelly so joke so of the week on Real Ghost Stories Online. I'm not going to laugh. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Kelly jokes. Anyways. I... I, I I make jokes because the reality is too horrible. It is horrible. So that's where I go with shit. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to our next story. It says, I've always had experiences beginning uh, from the age of five when I first saw my grandfather the day he passed away in my basement. Knowing that he had passed the day I was brought to the funeral, I cried uncontrollably for hours. Once I saw his lifeless body, not because I had missed him, but because... I couldn't understand why he wasn't at our house and here at the same time. This experience had frightened me, and I feel that as a result, I may have pushed everything away until my teen years when I started to experiment with Ouija boards. I don't recommend this to anyone, and you're opening up your residence to a whirlwind experience most unwanted. The activity in my house peaked at this point. Every night I'd hear someone shuffle up to my door and stand there and walk away. As a teenager, I was furious that my mother still needed to check on me, and most of the time, I kept my eyes closed to avoid conversation about why I was still awake. One night, I heard the shuffle again and sat up. There was nothing there. No person, no spirit, just an empty doorway. This happened for the next weeks, every night, and most of the time, I dared to look. Again, no one was there. A few weeks later, I was talking on the phone, and I heard a crash from the basement. It was so loud, I thought the TV had fallen off the stand. As I sat the as I set the phone down to explore, I heard the same awful crash from the upstairs and ran to check it out. Nothing. Yet my friend had also heard the same noises over the phone. Later that night, the stove timer would ding, and it was an old stove which someone had to push it physically and turn it to activate it. This happened on several occasions, and when I finally dared to talk to my mother about it, she had told me that many nights my brother and I were out, she'd wake up to the oven timer. 
once she came up to my brother and I, and she said, you're a little too old to have nightmares and be crawling into my bed. We both looked at one another. We're practically adults. Why don't we sleep in your bed? My mother walked us into her room and the covers had been removed and there was a distinct impression in the pillow. She's a sound sleeper and barely messed her side of the bed up, never mind the opposite side. Neither of us were sleepwalkers and to this day there's still no explanation for this. She settled on the fact that it was her father and never spoke of it again. I continued to use the Ouija board as a way to get answers. My energy, probably that of an angry teen, seemed to draw all sorts of negative spirits who would pose to be great people and friends. One day, this lady, Betsy, wrote hamster, and within two seconds, my hamster squealed from the other room. She was in a ball, and when I went to pick her up, she bit me repeatedly, which she had never done before. I had enough. I yelled that I wanted them all out of my house and my life and hadn't touched a Ouija board since. The activity fizzled out and I could sleep again for more than two hours at a time. Now, as an adult, I've seen two spirits with my own eyes. One was a man who walked through the closed door of a restaurant in broad daylight, and even though I had watched it happen, it took me a minute to register what I had witnessed. Another was late at night, driving with my brother. I saw a man zip across the street. I commented on how angry it was. I commented on anger as to why someone would dart out of the dark at 3 a.m. only to realize that he has no legs. It was a blur from the waist down. My brother had no idea what I was talking about. I'm fascinated and unnerved at the same time. Why only those two? I started to dream about people who've passed. I'd spoken about this before as I uh, have uh, written in in previous uh, episodes. Graphic images of a man shooting himself in the head and a girl beaten to a pulp crying on bleachers. The more I embrace that I have some connection, the more these people show themselves to me in great detail. I remember every time they're wearing. I remember every time what they're wearing, every inch of their face. I never met them. A medium told me that I had the ability, but I shut them out for so long. They were all just waiting to speak to me, following me around like an entourage. My problem is this: they never speak to me, and even when I've tried, the results are frightening. My grandfather followed every dream one night, and when I yelled to him to tell me what he wanted, the entire room shook in my dream. How do I understand what they want? Thank you so much for sharing my story on your program. Your thoughts. Ah, that's a deep question. Because you would have to know the dream as intimately as he knows the dream. Mm -hmm. But I've been like, I've had some dreams before that were like easy to figure out. Then others that like, I don't know. Like, it seems to make no real sense. Mm -hmm. But neither does, you know, somebody walking up to your door and you see the boots and you don't see any, you know. Sure. Or or he sees the top of the man, but not his legs. I mean, that doesn't make sense either. So maybe you're just open to some scenes and maybe none of it is, does, maybe none of it really does make sense. It's different when you start having things that are concurring in in reality along with your dreams. And that's where I think it gets really hard to do dream interpretation because you can look at symbols. You can look at things and signs and dreams. And a lot of times it makes sense if you're able to look up, well, what does this mean? What does that mean? And you can sometimes make some, you know, connecting of dots uh, as to why we're, we're feeling this way or why certain images are showing up in dreams. But when you have things going on in reality, it makes it a little bit more difficult because then there's a whole second element to it. And maybe it's not all meaning. Some of it may just be literal. Um, so I, it, it's very difficult to give uh, a lot of feedback on that one. 
But I do think you could have a vision in a dream. Sure. Or you could have some sort of connection to beyond. Yeah. Because I certainly think I have done that. Um, but yeah, it's just so hard to tell. And you might, some of them are easy to figure out, but if you're questioning why, you might not ever know. No, and that that's the thing. Why is a difficult question. I just posted on Facebook earlier today, in five words or less, what is your worst nightmare? Oh, what, God. Uh, you want to hear some of them? Yeah. <clears throat> Let me uh, just pull this up here. Uh, okay. Uh, this is, you know, I guess this is re- relating to reality. Uh, Luz says failure. Roxana says heights. Renee says an angry mother-in-law. There you go. Uh... Carista says clowns, tidal wave from Jessica. Uh, Cardi B, uh, uh, Ron uh, Ron Ridley says Cardi B as president. I don't think we're that far away. Uh, uh, Talking mind, uh, let's see here. Lions, tigers, and bears eating me. Uh, Sinkholes and natural disasters, according to Morgan. Uh, Nikki says demonic possessions. Uh, What else we got? Being slit in the throat. That would be a, a pretty valid one. Being eaten alive by a snake. Chris says Ew. bed bugs. These are really like bizarre. Like I like I was thinking more like being in a room full of mice. <laughs> but like not I didn't even think of having my throat slit. But yeah, now that you mention it. That's a pretty I'm scary. I'm kind of afraid of that. Yeah. I guess anytime you walk like through the knife section, it's like shit, I'm not good in this area. Drifting into outer space, says Michael. That you know, it's funny. When I was a kid, I remember um, I did not like places with high high ceilings. I was always afraid, and I think I had a nightmare as a child of this, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I did. That I would somehow float up to the top of the the ceiling like a balloon, and I don't know why I had this fear, but I remember you had an out of body experience at one time, and you couldn't get back. Maybe I did, but my my fear was it was in a there was it's a mall. It's in in Appleton, Wisconsin, called Fox River Mall, and in the entryway is a giant food court and a big atrium ceiling, like fairly high up. And I just remember as a kid, I would have nightmares that I was in that food court. And I just float up to the ceiling and I get stuck. And I was probably, you know, like two or three at the time. But that's, it was a weird fear. I mean, it's like, who the hell is afraid of doing that? But that was my fear. At, I've like, never heard of that one. I don't know. It's bizarre and weird. Harp had that when she was about two or three, too. And it wasn't because I told her mine. She just one day said to me, we're in a, we were in a place where it had a really high ceiling. I don't remember where it was. It might have been like an embassy suites or a hotel or something with a big uh, atrium ceiling. And and she's like, what if I float up there, Daddy? And I just thought it was really weird and funny that that was my same fear at that exact same age. So I don't know. It's like a genetically passed on fear. But uh, there you go. Uh, 855-853-4802, our number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to our next letter. It says, I return home today. From dropping my daughter off at the high school, I'm 34 and have no mental issues and have no issues of any kind. I'm very skeptical, excuse me, skeptical of anything out of the norm, but today proves me wrong. I went upstairs and was opening up the double doors of our master suite to allow some air to come into the room. I noticed a man out of the corner of my eye, and there's no reason a man should be in my home. I yelled out a few profanities and started for my pistol, but thought I should not let him out of my sight. I go to 
hand-to-hand against this intruder. He moved so swiftly and got to the top of my stairs in less than a second. At the top of my stairs, there is a mirror on the wall. He walked towards the mirror but did not stop at the mirror. He did look into the mirror out of the corner of his eye, fixed his hair as if he was checking that his hair was still in place, and then looked back at me. It was as if, it was as if he was looking through me with a huge smile, as if I was not even there, and then walked to the door on his right and entered the room. The way he entered the room was very different, though. The door was wide open, but he acted like he was walking through a tight squeeze and stooped his head down as if he was going to hit his head. There was plenty of room both ways. He did not have to do this. Here's the weirdest part of all this. The reason I did not chase him is that I almost passed out when I saw his face in the mirror. It was my father-in-law. He passed away in March of this year. It was him, but it was him with hair and him when he was about 30, I'd say. I'm still in tears for some reason and have a big man with no feelings for such things, but I put back by this and not sure what to do at this point. I'll say things have been a bit different around here lately. Yesterday, my wife and I spoke of him still being around since a few things have happened that could not be explained. Early yesterday, the TV turned on by itself and we smelled cigarette smoke. He loved to smoke. We smelled cigarette smoke a few times over the past few months. I've had the feeling of things moving around in the corner of my eye. Yesterday, all of these things happened to my wife. She said, Dad, if you give me if you give me a sign that you're here, please do. While the words were still coming out of her mouth, the shower turned on for maybe 15 seconds. I'm not sure how or why this is happening, why he came back and just walked through the house and looked past me with no interaction. I would sure like to know if anyone has had any ideas of what he might be doing or why he would show up. Look at me, but look at me like I was not here. There was no reaction when I first cursed at him. There was no reaction from him at all. Has anyone had any experiences similar to this? I did see a small boy when I was young that was looking at the pictures on my wall in my mother's house where I grew up. I believe it was my father since there was a picture of him in a sailor suit just like the little boy was wearing. That was 30 years ago, though. What are your thoughts? I'd say it... it, I almost wonder if this is possibly a case of mistaken identity, thinking it's the father-in-law, and maybe it's just another younger man that looks somewhat similar to him. What do you think? Yeah, but what the hell is he doing in the guy's house? Well, the way that he's interacting... And then when they said the thing about, you know, Dad, if it's you, give me a sign, and the shower yeah. turned on. But I guess anybody could do that. Well, not necessarily. Sure. But you know what I'm saying? I guess, you know, if it was another entity, oh, you want the water turned on here? I'll show you. I'm here. But it is... You know, when you were saying at the beginning of that story, especially, I'm like, okay, talk about things I'm afraid of. That would be it. Mm -hmm. Like seeing that. But I do think if it was her dad, I think that he wouldn't want to be scaring her. And that's what he's doing. And the way that it seems. He wouldn't want to scare him. It seems somewhat residual. The way he didn't recognize or even say, like, notice that they were there. Here's why I say this. And this really could go two ways if we're missing a piece of the story. My my first question would be if I could ask it, would be Did was this his house once? Did he once live there? Did he once go about this property years ago? Because if so, I think that would explain the way he's ducking down around the stairwell. I'm wondering if the structure was different at one time where that's what you had to do. 
to get through that that stairwell, and he's still operating on that. Ah, good one. My other thought on that, that and that's where I kind of go to, maybe it's not your father-in-law. Maybe it's just someone who kind of looks like what he would have looked like at 30. Um, is maybe it's someone from that time that lived in that house when the structure was different. Because I'm really thinking it's someone that's operating on the time window of a previous version of the structure prior to remodeling. If there was remodeling, that's the other question. Are you aware of, was this ever remodeled? Um, Because if it was, I'm guessing that's the way they're operating. And then you got to try and figure out, well, it was the father's house at one point. Sure, that's very likely him then. If it's not, maybe it's just somebody else and you kind of go, huh. I mean, I, I mean, I have that with the living all the time. I was at a movie the other night, and I swear to God, the, the guy sitting in front of us was an old friend of mine that I used to work with in radio. And I was like, what's he doing in Branson? And and I had to, to, you know, look at him a few times before I went, oh, that's not him. But damn, that could be a pretty close doppelganger. So it can happen in life. I could imagine it, it could happen to me in death. I at the doctor the other day. Really? I went to the physician's assistant, and the guy walked in. I'm like, oh, crap, I used to date him. <laughs> And it was really uncomfortable for a minute because he was kind of creepy back then. And I'm like, no, that's not him. Especially what type of him, test he's him. doing. Because I thought, okay, he doesn't seem to recognize me and he has my charts. I think he would have recognized me. <laughs> but it was that weird. Oh, my God, it's him. Like, oh, we used to date. How's everything going? And I don't have great ex-boyfriend stories. They're all creepy. <laughs> which is why I'm single. But, yeah, and I just really do think, it, and I would try it, like, if it is... The father, I would sit down and have a very serious conversation with the dad, the yep. father-in-law, and be like, you can't do that. Although I don't think he's seen or hearing them. I don't think, I think he's in his own place. But I think if it really was the father-in-law, he would. I just, I don't know why I think that. You know, I wonder. I mean, th- that's an interesting thought. On My on, dad wouldn't be doing that shit to me. He wouldn't. The, he wouldn't scare me. My dad's there to help me. Sure. And you know, and we have we have ghosts like that where they're there to help. Although I don't know a thing about the father-in-law, he I want kind of creepy guy on earth. I don't know. I wonder how often it is because here, you know, it, it is kind of a a human thing uh, or a living thing to assign uh, the assumption that residual ghosts uh, or ones that seem to be doing the same things or somewhat same things on a regular basis. Oh, there, there's no intelligence there. That's just they're just it's just energy replaying itself. What if it's, it is intelligent? What if it's just going about its daily thing? We go about our daily things every day and do the same things over and over. What if it is intelligent? It just can't see us. We, we, the, the assumption is there that it should always be able to see us. It's like that movie, The Others, with Nicole Kidman. Do you yeah. remember that? Yes, yeah. Okay, I don't want to give all the specifics away because if somebody has never seen that movie, because it was quite a while ago. Spoil the shit out watch of it. it. It's a great <laughs> twist in that movie. Yeah. It's just, maybe I just kind of spoiled it. Nicole Kidman's dead. Spoiled. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I ruined a 20-year-old movie for the audience. I'm sorry. But it's, anyway, so still watch it because it's a great movie. (laughs) But it gives you this different sense of ghosts. And it's like, hey, maybe I'm kind of freaking the ghost out. And I don't know. I miss movies like that. There was a good... Oh, it was a great haunted movie. There was a good time for kind of spooky movies that weren't like slasher and weren't kind zombie. Kind of in the Sixth Sense yes. era. Exactly. It's That's- also another great movie. If I can't imagine no one has not seen it, but it's great. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Bruce Willis is dead. Right? <laughs> oh, Tony. Yep. 
There you go. There you go. But it's great. But yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of the horror movies that just cut them up and there's blood and it's murder and killings and stuff because I don't think that's the average haunting. The average haunting is terrifying because it's everything you can't see. Mm -hmm. Everything you hear and can't figure out. It's not like you're running for your life. That's a murder movie. Yeah. I agree. Have you seen the new Halloween, the one that came out last year? I did not. I did. It's good. For that reason. (laughs) Well, I I know. I mean, it is kind of slasher-ish, but of all of the slasher ones, I do like Halloween. I never got into like Freddy or Hellraiser or anything like that. Halloween, I've always enjoyed. There there was a good chunk of psychological thriller to, to Halloween's. Um so I saw it. Um, Olivia actually now likes horror movies uh, because she's kind of getting to that age. So we watched it the other night and um, it was good. It was a very well done. She is so your daughter. <laughs> she is so your daughter. It's uh, it, it's kind of neat being able to watch these because Jen won't watch them with me. Uh, so now I have her to watch them. And Harper, uh, who is six, uh, is now begging to start watching The Walking Dead. Uh, she's, uh, she, we watched, uh, zombie land the other day and she just, cause it's, you know, that's kind of a comedy zombie one. And she just laughed her head off the whole time was not scared. No nightmares. Um, and just was like, this is a great movie. And, and then we like, okay, well, I'm not going to like do it like hardcore, just horror zombie with her. And we watched Shaun of the dead then, which is another comedy zombie movie. And she laughed about that one. And then she's like, I really want to start watching Walking Dead. Can we start at the beginning? Because <laughs> it's adult. She's like, it's going to be really good. I know, but she's For just adults. like, I know. So uh, we'll start getting her trained on watching zombie movies. And then in about 30 years, she can take over the show. So, <laughs> Great idea. She's, all, she's already said, I mean, she's already told me what she wants to do. And her plan is to create, this is coming from a six-year-old. Uh, is to create a true crime podcast by the time she's in high school. Um, and she wants to investigate true crimes. She's just, she's determined that she doesn't want to be a police officer or, or a detective. She thinks it's going to take too much work and too much time. But she wants <laughs> to be essentially kind of solving mysteries from the angle of like a journalist. Um, and she's going to do, like, do it in her own way, like I did. Um, and she wants to be a broadcaster and she wants to do a, but she wants to be a mystery solver broadcaster where she can talk about true crime and talk about stories and investigate them and, and try and make a difference through it. So you're a little girl, instead of watching like the Nickelodeon channels, watching ID discovery. Yeah. It's basically what she's ready to start doing. Um, she's, she's been like watching like the show called spy kids, but then every time like I'm flipping around, she's like, can we watch that show? It's about crime and murder. So give it two years. She's going to be an investigation discovery addict and, you know, dateline in 2020 and all that. So, um, but Hey, we're <laughs> prepping terrible. her for her show, which is coming out in about 10 years. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be good. And the thing is, I, I've talked to her about that too. And I said, you know what, what's interesting, what you're talking about doing is realistic. There have been podcasts. I think more podcasts than all the true crime shows on investigation and on 2020 and Dateline and all that. There have been more podcasts that have made a dramatic difference in some cases that have literally brought cases back to court that have exonerated people who have been innocent by the investigation done by podcasters. So it's really... I think your daughter needs to start realistically. 
Like the case of the missing blanket. Sure. We'll, we'll start there and then slowly migrate. The case to, of the murdered Barbie. Yeah. Where well, you just found Barbie in pieces. You know, just well, some innocent yeah. little kid stuff. I think actually that's a that's a really good I would listen to that podcast. <laughs> we'll start there and it'll still start with the, the murdered Barbie and then we'll transition I love it. We'll transition into BTK with the Barbie doll hanging from the crime scene. <laughs> and it will just be a natural progression into the sad state of our world. Let her get through high school before she has to transition. <laughs> that girl by the time I'm not going to be surprised. I mean I started in radio when I was 14. Uh, we are, you know, not that many years off. <laughs> so uh, I would not be remotely surprised if in the next 10 years I'm promoting her show on this show. So, Oh, my God. I know. That would be funny. It'll be fun. A kid, murder, a kid mystery show. It'll be interesting. It will be interesting. Keep I'm excited. And I feel like, because I don't really watch many true crime shows, but I'm feeling like I need to start doing that. So when she kind of gets there, I can kind of help her, uh, you know, get her, let her help her lo- learn the ropes. And then here you go, fly, but kind of, you know, get her off the ground. But, but you can talk like Keith Morrison, so you could narrate it. It'd be great. <laughs> That'd be really good. It'll be fun. I'm, I'm excited. So there you go. That's what's uh, coming in the years uh, to come here uh, from uh, from Real Story Media and our shows. Uh, there we go. That's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the program, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. EPP, ghostpodcast.com. Five bucks a month. Get access to all the bonus episodes, brand new ones every single week. Uh, all the advanced episodes, commercial free. If you want all that without the ads, it is there for you. If you want a private feed of that on RSS, we can uh, do it through Patreon. The link is there at ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Carol Hughes and Tony Bruski, thanks for listening to another episode of Real Ghost Stories Online.